I think it was the team, mm. just being with the, with the guys. You know, I'm still best buds with my quarterback and my kicker. Oh, that's cool. So they were in my wedding. Um, when he was my best man, so um, I was his best man at his wedding. So we were still friends today. We still talk. Oh, that's that, so. I mean, it was hanging out with the guys. Yeah. Hey everybody, it's Coach Charlie. Welcome or welcome back to the Building Better People podcast brought to you by BoomFit. Thanks for listening today. And at the end of this episode, please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast if you aren't already. But more importantly, I hope the following interview inspires you to take the next step in your fitness journey. Enjoy. All right. So I'm Adam Falco. Uh, just turned 40 this past November. So that was uh, fun during... Happy birthday. Oh, yeah, thank you. Yeah. So big milestone. Um, so I'm married to my wife, April. Uh, we're going on over 15 years now. So we have three children. Um, Sophia's 10. Uh, Vincent is six. And Juliana is two. And she pretty much runs the joint at this point. <laughs> so... Oh, that's um, awesome. So in... Uh, so tell me this. I'm 39, mm-hmm. just turned 39, so I'll be 40 next year. Kind of just curious, what was it like? I mean, tell me more of like what had been going through your head leading up to it. I mean, obviously, it's probably just another birthday for a lot of people, but you know, there are there's a lot of people put a lot of emphasis on it. So what did it, what was that for you, that turning 40? Yeah, you know, it, it, it kind of... You know, in your mind, you feel like, wow, 40, that sounds so old. Um, but really, is it old anymore? Um, you know, you're, I'm starting to get it, getting to the age now, and for the past few years, that you start remembering, like, when your parents turned that age. So um, it's always, you know, fun. Hey, Mom, do you feel old now that you have a, you know, 40-year-old son? You're like, be quiet. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but, yeah, you know, being, you know, during, you know, COVID with all the restrictions, we didn't, there was no party or anything, so yeah, we just took a trip, me and the wife and the youngest. Uh, we left the two older ones with the grandparents. We went to Estes Park for a few days, played in the snow, and you know saw some animals and came back home over, yeah. so over just, a long weekend. Yeah. So, um, is there any truth? Again, I'm 39, so mm-hmm. I'm I'm asking kind of out of curiosity. Is there any truth to the whole man? Everything changes at 40 for your body or your health. It was before 40. <laughs> <laughs> well, I get, let's, we'll get into that probably in the interview. So, um, all right, man, give us a little background. Uh, how'd you start your life in terms of, mm-hmm. did you play sports when it comes to health, workouts, anything? Yeah. You know, so, you know, like most uh, kids growing up, played, you know, baseball growing up and then, you know, got into, um, in junior high, got into playing football and baseball and then high school played you know football and baseball and then um you know would work out during you know those periods but nothing ever real serious we just you know pretty much did it you know for fun Mm -hmm. um and you know there was never any structured regimen it was you know we went to practice played we had a weight room there was weights in there and we would go in there and see who could lift the most on whatever we were doing i'm like oh that's so cool you yeah. lifted all that weight and then we'd walk out yeah exactly <laughs> so um but you were know, you built similar to how you're built now yeah i would say i was you know fairly the same size yeah um you know i reached maximum height of you know five eight in high school and that yeah. was it yeah <laughs> there was no yeah. more um what position did you play so in, in football um I started out on defense as a linebacker 
And then um, when I got to high school uh, on the freshman team, um, I started out as a linebacker also. And then the coach was like, hey, we need a center for the <laughs> offensive line. And he comes over here and says, hey, Falco, come over here. You're going to play center. I'm like, I'm sorry? These dudes are big. <laughs> Way bigger than me. Wow. He's like, no, you can do it. I'm like, all right. That that I mean, that's a really cool last name for high school football, right? Yeah. I mean, they had to yeah. love that. The coaches probably loved yeah. calling you Falco. Yeah, I remember the very first time that I went on campus to A&M, and there was some, you know, old ag checking me in. He's like, hey, man, like, rock me Armadeus, like Falco. <laughs> I'm like, who are you talking about? What are you talking about? Yeah. And so then, you know, I got introduced to, you know, a German rock star by the name of Falco at, you know, age 18. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. So you played center. Yeah. And how did that work out for you? You know, so actually it uh, it worked out pretty well. Um, you know, I like to say they put the smartest guy in the middle. So, um you got to remember that all the plays, all the counts, you got to remember everybody else's play and position next to you because, you know, the guard will look at you like, hey, man, what's the count? I'm like, it was literally two seconds ago. <laughs> or like, hey, man, what's the play? And then like, hey, man, who am I supposed to block? <laughs> oh, that's funny. You're like the leader of the line. Yeah. It makes so, total sense. Yeah. So it, uh, it, it was a lot of fun. I was obviously way smaller than the rest of the offensive line. Um, so I did, did center duties and deep snapping. So it was fun. So I got relationship with, you know, the offensive line guys and then the special teams guys. So yeah, you get to go to practice earlier and you get to be, you know, called the, Oh, let's go out with the specialist. I'm like, Oh, okay. I just snapped. Did you play all four years of high school? Mm -hmm. So did you ever at any point, cause you know, starting in junior high, I agree. We're kind of playing in the weight room, Mm -hmm. not really sure what we're doing. In high school, they start putting a little more emphasis, a little bit, you know, on working out. Did you ever kind of take wind of that and and really embrace it? You know, I never did on like a structured level. Um, I did with my friends. Like we would make little programs for ourselves and Mm -hmm. and go to the gym and do it. But it wasn't, you know, real consistent. You know, we're in high school. Yeah. Um, But, you know, in the summer times we would do, you know, different things. But nowhere near to the level of consistency that I do now. Yeah. So, you know, and in high school, I mean, you're a three hour Mm -hmm. practice is a workout, Mm -hmm. right? Even though you're out there in the Mm -hmm. heat, snapping, Mm -hmm. hitting. I mean, yeah, you you know, it's a work. I remember those days I played, you know, I played offensive line in junior high, defensive line in high school. Mm -hmm. And so just being out in the Texas and then at the end we'd occasionally run. Yeah. You know, 50 yard sprints, Mm -hmm. just depending if the coach felt like we should do four or 30. Yeah. And (laughs) yeah, it was every bit of what you described the grueling two days in the heat, you know, drinking water out of some, you know, water hose kind of thing, you know, things that they probably don't even do now. So I'm amazed they kept you in at center center Mm -hmm. all through senior year. Yeah. I mean, you weighed 165 your senior year or one. I probably weighed about 185. Oh, 185. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, um, yeah, I, I played the whole way through. And, you know, it, to me, it wasn't necessarily, hey, I'm going to knock this guy over in front of me. It was, I'm going to get him out of the way just enough because I know where the ball's going. Mm, you really did play smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had to because yeah. there's no way in the world I was going to literally beat the guy in front of me because yeah. they were just bigger, wow. faster, and stronger. So you had to have some mental aspect to it. Like, I'm going to get him out of the way because I know where the play and the ball are going. Yeah. And that would drive some of the coaches crazy because it was so different than what, 
you would normally do. Oh, high school kids essentially was what mm-hmm. we are. Just hit the guy in front of you. Right, right, <laughs> right. But it makes sense. That's awesome. Yeah. So what was some, like one of your favorite things about football? I think it was the team. Mm. Just being with the, with the guys. You know, I'm still best buds with my quarterback and my kicker. Oh, that's cool. So they were in my wedding. Um, one was my best man. So um, I was his best man in his wedding. So, I mean, we're still friends today and we, we still talk. Oh, that's all the time. That, so I mean, it was hanging out with the guys. Yeah, and then <clears throat> did did you after football kind of stop working out entirely, or no? Um, so after after high school, um, my friend who was the kicker, he got me into cycling. So um, I bought a mountain bike, and that year from high school to college, we went mountain biking all over the place and, you know, really developed a passion for doing that and, you know, going all over and getting in the mud, getting dirty, you know, mm-hmm. breaking the bike, putting it back together um, and doing all aspects of mountain biking. And then <clears throat> a little later on, we got into road cycling too. So then we would do both and, you know, mountain bike and road bike places. And then, you know, it was great. So he, how far, I mean, what was some of the distances? Um, on So on a road bike, we would probably, if we were just out going on a Saturday or Sunday, it would probably be 20 to 30 miles. Dude, you guys were putting in the miles. Yeah. I mean, that's a couple hours at least. Yeah, yeah it's it's a huge time commitment. Yeah. Um, and in the back, you know, at that time when you're, you know, 19, 20 years old, you don't have no plan. You have yeah. no map. You have no, there's no phone GPS. Yeah. We're just like, all right, we're going to go over here. And we're going to turn around and we're going to come back. Did you buy like a nice road bike? Yeah. Um, so I, at that time, my parents got me a, a Cannondale road bike. Yeah. So it's nice. Still hanging in my garage. It's kind of dusty right now. Yeah. <laughs> so That's awesome. Um, so we did that. Did that all through college, uh, mountain biking and, and road biking. And so. it was just because you, I mean, one, you benefited in your fitness but mm-hmm. is it just because you enjoyed it oh that yeah it just kind of became kind of like a thing like runners run mm-hmm. you bite yeah so you know it would be a thing and you know i would go try to structure my class schedule between that and work to where i can make it out back then to lake brian to go mountain bike or you know if i structured my classes this way i can make it out and back down 47 and back and get to class and to work on time Wow. So I, would, you know, tried to to maneuver things around, you know, trying to do that. Um, so how much of a window would you want of time to get in the workout or the ride? At least a you, couple hours, because yeah. it's it's a long workout. It's not a quick. Yeah, yeah. Workout. You know, you you yeah. <clears throat> I, I mean, it's it's a different. Most people, especially mm-hmm. when you look at like CrossFit, where we look at an hour, or mm-hmm. most people that go to the gym for an hour, it's a different way to think. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to have a good amount of time. Yeah. Um. So. Did that keep you in shape? Were you 185 pounds throughout yeah, college? Yeah, I would say, you know, through college, um, I maintained probably the same, you know, body size, you know, about 185-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as I got older, more, you know, towards senior year, I probably put on a little more weight, um, you know, consumed way more calories than I was working off, you know, as we all do in college, probably drank way too much beer. <laughs> Uh, so spent too many nights at the chicken playing 42. Um, what would you top out at? I mean, was there a, well, so it, in college, you know, I was still relatively 185. And then after college, um, 
ended up going to law school. And so and that's kind of when things changed a little bit. So during that journey through law school, it's way different than college. Um, college wasn't terribly easy, but it wasn't hard either. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, I can do this and, you know, I'll study and, you know, I'll make A's and B's and that's fine. Um, law school is a whole different game. Um, so it uh, was pretty eye-opening. So your free time is spent studying, reading. Not on the bike. Not on the bike. <laughs> um, all my friends that did cycling were back in in College Station in Houston and in Texas, and I went to school up in Oklahoma. Um, so I had no other no other connections to the cycling world. I still brought my bikes and still would go, but it got less and less and less. Um, but and that's kind of when you're a whole lot of sedentary time, when you're just sitting there reading a book and like, oh, by the way, I can read this book and eat these peanut butter M&Ms. Uh-huh. <laughs> or I can read this book and that bowl of ice cream looks really good. Yep. So um, there was a lot of that in law school. I still worked out, though. I was still, because our school, I went to Oklahoma City University, and they had an undergrad program and a law school program and other graduate programs, and they had a full service gym, so we would still would go. Awesome. And I would go play basketball, which I'm terrible at, and, you know, I would get, you know, dunked on by everybody. I was like, I didn't I didn't really care because I was getting in some exercise. Yeah. I was beat and sweaty when I was done, and if I scored a couple buckets, I was happy. Yeah. So, um so we would we would still do those kinds of things, but just too much downtime and still consuming way too many calories um, than I was exercising off. So you know throughout law school, um, and it really didn't, um, I guess, show itself until I kind of got towards the end of law school, kind of studying for the bar exam. Um, you know, we were we were getting married my last semester of law school. Um, then after that, I was studying for the bar exam, took the bar in July of 06, um, wait for your test results to come in November from July to November. And then kind of in that, that time is kind of when it hit me and, you know, I went to the doctor and he kind of looks at me, he's like, you know, you've gained some weight here. And what was the doctor's appointment for? Just to check in? Check up. Okay. Cause in, and so He's like, well, let's run some blood work on you and some tests and just see what's going on. And, and so he, he ran some tests and it came back that like, hey, your, your liver enzymes are elevated. He's like, what's going on here? What are you doing? He's like, you need to lose some weight. And, you know, never really paid attention to it. By, but by that time, I was 230 pounds. What? To, at 25, 26 years old? I was 26. Uh, 22. Twenty oh, so is this after law school or mm-hmm. yeah after or, yeah after law school two thousand six no, so I'm maybe, sorry I was uh, twenty four twenty four so two hundred thirty yeah. pounds I yeah. can't even picture you fifty pounds heavier yeah so and and he's like well you need to make some changes and I was like yeah I guess I do and so it didn't really click then um, so I made minor changes really didn't do anything that important because at that time I was focused on I need to get a job. We, I found a job. We were moving here to College Station from Houston. You know, got a job at the city attorney's office here and started working here in February of 07. And then, you know, once I got the job here, settled in for a while. Um, and that's when, you know, something else kind of changed a little bit too. My wife had, um, had taken allergy shots forever and she was just kind of done and over taking them. 
And so we'd found a, a doctor that kind of specialized in like nutrition and wellness and kind of not your standard, you know, medical doctor, things that they would do a little differently. And she helped her get off the allergy shots, changed her diet to where she never, she hasn't taken them since. Um, And then one time, you know, I would go with her. She looks at me and she's like, well, what do you do? (laughs) The the lady? Yeah, the doctor. She's like, what do you do? I was like, uh, I guess nothing. Oh, man. I play basketball. (laughs) Yeah, uh, nothing. So she looked at me and she's like, you need to make some changes. Wow. Um, And so that was in 2007. Now, here's in just to briefly interrupt. Mm -hmm. Do you know that you're that much overweight or is it happening and you're almost because i mean we're talking about a period of time you mm-hmm. don't just gain that weight in, right in a month so are you just okay with it are you just not paying attention to it are you so busy you got married you got you know you finished your school you got a job that you're just living and gradually gaining a little bit of weight here and there yeah i think all of that I don't think it, I really, it really dawned on me like that my body was changing in the wrong way because mm. it was over a period of time and, um, nobody ever told me. And, you know, when you look at yourself in the mirror, like, oh, I look okay. Yeah. You know, I don't see anything. My clothes still fit relatively. Yeah. You know? Um, but nobody ever said like, Hey man, notice like you've put on some weight, which is a hard thing to say to somebody. Right. Um, or, you know, probably what the better thing would be, hey, let's go do something together. Yeah. Um, but that wasn't there because... Until every, the doctor lady called you out. <laughs> until she called me out. She had no bones about it. Yeah. So, Good for her. So she called me out on it. <clears throat> and it was at that time in, in 2007 that um, she changed my diet totally. And What'd she do? So for about a year, um, and our friends and families look, look at me like I'm like weird sometimes. I took out all dairy and gluten products from my diet for like over a year. Was that based on anything that she knew about your body or was it just a, a kind of a basic prescription she would give people who need to lose weight? Yeah, it was kind of both. So she, you know, ran some tests and found some things that were, I guess that my body was more sensitive to than mm-hmm. I guess your average person say, well, you're more sensitive to dairy and to gluten. So what, uh, for people listening mm-hmm. who are maybe, uh, a little familiar with dairy and gluten mm-hmm. what specific things did that mean for you like what are the things that you were consuming that were dairy and gluten that you cut out so ice cream milk uh brown cinnamon sugar pop tarts <laughs> I, I still miss them <laughs> i haven't had one in forever wow um it, things like that so looking back on it in retrospect it was like so well that's why my head hurt or that's why oh. i would have a stomach ache it's like, you know, that glass of chocolate milk was hurting me because your body's like, hey, you shouldn't be eating this or drinking this. And, right you know, now. so many people don't connect the dots, right? Mm-hmm. They, they don't realize that chronic pain, right, mm-hmm. has so much to do with how you're eating. And, right. and even just like you said, the common headache mm-hmm. and they don't tie it to nutrition, um, hydration, uh, you know, just right. so many little pieces. But obviously, do you start feeling better? Yeah, so, you know, I, I made those changes, and, you know, the weight started coming off. You know, I cut out dairy to gluten, um, started drinking less Cokes, um, cutting out sugar, and been, you know, doing that pretty much since then. Um, 
and to where now it's been so many years since then that now I know what I should and should not eat. How much uh, weight did you lose making those changes? So from from that that you know the epitome of you know gluttony was <laughs> at two hundred and thirty pounds. Now I'm at one seventy five. Wow. Okay. So you were this was two thousand seven. You're at mm-hmm. the doctor's appointment for your wife. Yeah. In which you basically came out with the prescription <laughs> for yourself. Right. You cut out dairy, gluten, make some changes, mm-hmm. exercise more or no? Yes. Like you get back on the bike too? So what I did was that before children and with one child, I would start, I started cycling again. Okay. So I started doing that and then I've been a member at Gold's forever. Yep. And so I'd go and, and do weights, at least weight programs that I thought were good. Um, and then how much time did you see like 10 pounds or 20 pounds or 30 pounds? Like what was the, if you can remember, right? What was that? Do you remember hitting benchmarks? Like I just hit 200 pounds and about how much time had it been? Yeah. And, and so I can kind of remember some of those cause there was definite like goalposts in my head. I remember, I remember the 200 mark was, was a big deal. And around that mark, um, I had to get all new suits because the other ones look like blankets on me. Yeah. And I was like, you look at those and I can't believe that's what I used to wear. And, you know, the coats, the pants, the the belts, the shirts, like none of them fit. And I came home one day and I was like, I've got to get some new clothes. Yeah. And my wife was like, you know, you could literally have the belt cinched all the way up and just slide them off of your legs. I was wow. like, I got to go get some new clothes. And I guess fortunately, but unfortunately, that happened a few times along the way. Too, because you grow, I guess, out of yeah. sizes. Um, <clears throat> so I, I remember that that two hundred mark, and you know that was probably, I don't know, two thousand, you know, ten ish. Oh, so three there. years. Yeah. So it it didn't come off quick. In other words, mm-hmm. it was yeah, gradual. So it, it was still gradual. Well, and mm-hmm. I love what you said because so many people go extreme. Mm-hmm. And you said I I drink less cokes, which implies you still drink some cokes. I did. You know, you only cut out dairy and gluten, which means you probably still ate uh, French fries, mm-hmm. you know, or cheeseburgers, or you know. Right. It sounds like there was a little bit of that stuff that you mm-hmm. probably yeah. didn't remove completely, um, which allowed for you to live your life right mm-hmm. and not feel so restricted. But three years later, you're in better. You know, you're mm-hmm. probably thirty pounds lighter. Right. Yeah. So it wasn't a, a, a teetotal annihilation of everything at once. What do you feel? I mean, you know, you may not think you're story is you know phenomenal but i do because i think there's a lot of people who start what you started back in 2007 and don't get to where you are Mm -hmm. 13 years later right yeah um so many people go through the highs and lows it sounds like and we'll keep going based on your 2010 to now but it sounds like you were pretty like consistent Mm -hmm. um so Looking at maybe just your situation compared to maybe people that aren't successful, you don't know their situation, but you know yours. What do you think kind of made you be able to push through and get to where you are? You know, I think it was that one of those initial doctor's appointments that I went to and, you know, growing up, you know, you always would go to the doctor. Everything's good. Everything's good. You know, you're you're good for another year. And that was the very first time that they had ever said that, hey, something's not right. So that is finally, and that, you know, resonated in me. I was like, well, I'm young. Why is my body doing that? Number one. Number two, I'm causing it. 
it's not anything that is wrong. It's things that I'm doing that are wrong. Mm-hmm. So I think that in the back of my mind still, even today, pushes me to never get back to that ever again. Yeah. So, um, and even, you know, after, you know, reaching, you know, around that 200 mark and, you know, cycling and all that kind of stuff, you know, getting busier with, you know, life and kids and and things like that. I still, you know, picked up something else to do that was activity because cycling got to be where it was too time consuming. Yeah. You got kids, little kids. You can't go out for two hours Mm -hmm. and two and a half hours, leave your poor wife at home no no because yeah. i started hearing it yeah um are you really gonna go that long again is it gonna take you that long well see and yeah. like you know again i i did all my marathons and my half mm-hmm. ironmans before kids right because mm-hmm. now with kids it's so hard you know not to say this in like i don't love my kids but mm-hmm. i can't just go for three hour right. runs you know or right. for two and a half hour bike rides mm-hmm. you know so i get what you're saying yeah and and so one of my friends that I worked with at the city, he got me into long distance running. And so there was a period of time for about three to four years where I ran marathons. Nice. So something I never thought I would ever do. Um, something that I don't know if I'll ever do again. What year was your first? I think that was in probably 2014. Did you do the 13. BCS? I did. I've done it three times. So, and how was that first one? You know, the first one was good. Um, the friend that I trained with, he competed in Ironmans, and he's like, you know, two feet taller than me. So I trained with him, so obviously I had to keep up with a guy that was way taller than me, so it made me better in the end. Yeah. Um, and, you know, going back to sports in high school, you know, I liked that aspect of, like, Hey, we're doing this together. Yeah, you you thrive in community. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, hey, it's 5 a.m. We're going to meet on the corner and we're going to run. To whereas if it's 5 a.m., I'm going to meet nobody on the corner and run. It's, <laughs> it's just per- you. It's yeah. just me. Is is more difficult. But if, if you're waiting on somebody and he's waiting on you, you're going to go. Right. So, um, and so I did that for the first year um, and trained with him, ran that marathon, and then did that again for two more years. So what then, was your time in 2014? Um, I think it was 4:10, I believe. Nice. So, and, and then did it get better? It actually got worse. <laughs> okay, so you did three more. You said right. Uh, so I did three total. Three total, two yeah. more. Yeah, and so the reason why my time got worse is because my friend moved away, and so I lost that running push. partner. Yeah. So um, I didn't have anybody else to push me. Yeah. And so I was still training and doing it on my own. Um. But uh, not as good as I should have been. So you mentioned something earlier about the doctor's appointment kind of shook you up. Mm-hmm. And you really felt like that was kind of the eye-opener that you needed? Yes. To kind of make you focus a little bit more on like, okay, I can't just be unhealthy. Right. Yeah. And, and in another thing, too, kind of around that same time period was, um, you know, being a brand new lawyer in, in 2007, working here at the city um, and, and going to like conferences and, and different things and seeing like other attorneys and seeing other attorneys that have been doing it for, you know, 20 plus years. Um, and you, you see how some of them look, um, and looking at some of those guys that have been doing it and you sit at a desk all day long, you sit at a desk all day long for 30 plus years, day in and day out. And, you know, they're standing in line 
because all these conferences have mega, you know, buffets and everything, and it, just loading up on the food. And I was like, man, I don't want to be that guy mm. like that. He's maybe a really awesome attorney and be really good at his job, but I don't want to look like that. I think I can do both where I can still be a good attorney and not look like that. So that was also motivation too. And then seeing that how many, you know, other health issues and abuse, substance abuse issues that attorneys have too, because that's same, one thing that the bar pushes on folks is, you know, how much help there is out there for attorneys. And I was like, well, if I can, you know, get my health correct and, you know, exercise more, then I won't have to worry about those other things. Yeah. And so, no, that's, um, that's awesome for you to observe that at at a young age, technically. I mean, mm -hmm. now you're kind of, you're not there, but you're almost at that mark. Like you've almost been doing the attorney thing for 20, you know? And so you, you can become a great Mm -hmm. example too, for all these other young guys. Cause I'm sure, Mm -hmm. like you said, you sit at a desk, Mm -hmm. you're billing hours, you know, Mm -hmm. from computer or, you know, sitting down, you're not mm-hmm. a very active person unless you uh, intend to be. You have to you have to make the job active. Yeah. So you you could sit in front of that desk all day long, day in and day out. I, I try to. It's a little harder to do now because of the different restrictions we have because of COVID. But um, in the past, you know, like if there was a project or something that we were working on, I would like talk to the engineer or to project. Hey, let's go out there and take a look at it. You know, let's go do this. Just you know, hey, I'm going to come to your office or your department. I'm going to see your people and, and learn from them instead of you just coming to me or yeah. talking to them. So I would try to be more active and engage in that kind of way too. And then um, kind of another thing too that, you know, because, you know, trying to do these, you know, workouts and different things as always, it's hard. You know, it's hard to keep the scheduling and hard mm-hmm. to do it and hard to balance work. You know, and if I go work out during work, you know, I've got to pack a lunch, I've got to pack a gym bag, I've got to pack this. And all that stuff has to happen before. So it's yeah. a lot of commitment. It's, you know, it's the daily grind of routine and, and doing yeah. these things. So and I think, you know, after you do something a handful of times, it just becomes part of you and, and you just keep doing it. Yeah, man. It sounds like this last 13 years, you've just like health, fitness has, has just become a part mm-hmm. of your lifestyle is that yes. an accurate statement yeah my wife tells me that when i don't go to the gym i'm grumpy <laughs> so <laughs> you know what's funny i would say that alicia doesn't get the opportunity to say that because i literally do it every day right but i guarantee you if i don't work out i'm grumpy mm-hmm. you know um so you had three kids in that time right so mm-hmm. it's like the did that was that even an obstacle you know like the things that most people would say oh, this became a challenge, so I ended up, you know, mm-hmm. was, did you have anything like that? It it was an obstacle and a challenge, but it just made me change what I was doing. So I kind of shifted from the cycling, because that got too time-consuming, to the running. Yep. And then, you know, the 5 a.m.s with two kids, and then, you know, two kids that don't sleep were, was not happening. So you shifted. So it shifted again, and then after the, the running kind of ended, I found at at Gold's, they had a class called Gold's Fit. So, you know, I would go to the gym and work out, and I would see these people doing these crazy things in this room, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm never going to do that. And then, you know, I just happened to walk by one day, and I was like, you know what? I can do that. So, you know, I went to a class. And, you know, I love hearing you say that because basically <laughs> what you did is you took the obstacles 
and you almost almost like what the, the word the buzzword back mm-hmm. when covid hit is you pivoted right right <laughs> you know you just pivoted you stayed mm-hmm. focused on exercise um you pivoted and you started something that would complement the new that that your life a little bit better than the other thing right that wasn't um now eating for the last 13 years mm-hmm. stayed the same did it ever go up and down so it i think it over the years it's gotten better um and i've learned what i should eat and learned what i shouldn't eat um and uh you know totally cut out soft drinks cokes all those kinds of things um for the most part cut out most big you know refined sugar things that i can um every once you know it's good to have a piece of good chocolate every now and then so, yeah you just moderate yeah. you know you're mm-hmm. not it's not 100 percent out mm-hmm. of your life but just you just don't do yeah and it's crazy when you it sounds like to where you are now i'm sure you don't eat ice cream every night or no but when you said you cut <clears throat> ice cream it sounds like you were eating it pretty often <laughs> yeah i was actually talking about this with my parents the other day i was like man do you remember back in high school when i would sit down and eat you know after dinner after after football practice eat dinner and then I would have my second dinner, which would be a bowl of Frosted Flakes. And then I would have my third dinner, which would be a bowl of Bluebell homemade vanilla ice cream with Hershey's chocolate syrup every night. Man, and it, I, I, I yeah. mean, I had a real unhealthy, yeah. like, nutritional childhood. Mm-hmm. And I tell people, man, it's amazing how forgiving your body it is. is. And what your body can actually process and how it... I mean, I mean, the abuse mm-hmm. that it can take, nutritionally speaking. Yeah, if I did that now, I'd probably be in a coma. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so. No, you're so. Uh, so now let's transition to CrossFit. I mean, uh, you you've been three months. I mean, yeah, since you, January. Yeah, man. And so you you were doing Gold's Fit. Mm-hmm. You uh, so let's start with like what interested you in CrossFit. So um, I did Gold's Fit um, for about three years, I think. Um, it started from zero, had no experience doing any of those exercises ever. Um, never picked up a kettlebell before, um, never jumped on a box before, you know, never really did pull-ups before. Um, so it was literally starting from zero. A lot of, a lot of growing pains. Um, made a lot of progress over those three years. A lot of firsts, um, you know, the first time that I saw them, you know, kick up on a wall and do a handstand. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, finally something just clicks and like, you know, you see this person do it. And I was like, you can do it. And it just happens. So um, a lot of little steps like that along the way. And I think the reason why I like it so much is that it's hard. Mm. It's not easy. Um, and I think that probably goes back to just... Um, my parents just put it into me like hard work. You know, if you're going to do something, um, you got to put in the work to do it. Um, you know, working with my dad when I was younger and he owns his own business, uh, construction company. I go to work with him all the time and really show me what, what is hard work mm. and what does it mean to put in a day's work? And that's, I think why I like it so much is that it's hard and you know, anything that's hard is you know probably worth doing. Yeah. So I think that just goes back to them instilling that into me. Yeah. That, you know, don't be afraid of hard work. What's the difference? Because I think I agree with you and I think marathons are hard. Like when Mm -hmm. I think back to the, anything that I've done, uh, physically today (laughs) was hard, but 
Marathons are a different kind of hard. How would you compare the hard of a marathon compared to the hard of a CrossFit workout? Um, in a lot of ways, they're they're similar. It's a lot of mental aspect to it. You know, the marathon you've you've got to mentally get your mind there to get your body to go do it because that's a long ways to go, um, and it's grueling on your body. It's a long training cycle. It's a long process. Um, and it's a lot of time just with you and your thoughts. Mm. Um, and it's kind of the same thing with CrossFit, too, is that, you know, some of the things that you do are, are, are difficult. They're hard movements, and you've got to learn it, pay attention to it. You've got to figure out how to do it. And then once you figure out how to do it, you've got to tell your mind, to tell your body to move that way. That's right. So it, it's, it's similar in that aspect, too. Um, Sounds like the Gold's Fit really prepared you. Yeah, it did. It was, it was a good class. I had some really good coaches that helped me in those classes. I remember the very first class that I went to, um, and probably normal people probably would have never come back after the first class that, that I went to, but it was kettlebell swings. And I don't remember anything else in the workout but kettlebell swings because that's all I did because I couldn't do it. Yeah. And so I remember both coaches worked with me, and like one of them just like pulled me aside, and that's all we did is he tried to like teach me how to do a kettlebell swing. Oh, wow. like, I, I was like, I don't know, but my body just won't move like that. Yeah, yeah, it's different. <laughs> yeah. Man, so had you heard, I'm sure you'd heard of it, or had you wanted to make a step into CrossFit sooner than three years at Gold's Fit or no? No, and, you know, I, I wasn't looking to make a change, really. And then um, I guess when all the shutdowns hit, they kind of changed up their hours a little bit, and my schedule wasn't fitting to where the workouts and my schedule could meet. And so once again, there's no challenge. I was like, I've got to right. do something I gotta different. Pivot. Yeah. I got to do something different. And yeah. so I asked one of the coaches there, I said, hey, what do I need to look at? It's like, I like it here, but it's just not working. And they told me to come here. Oh, cool. And so, um, Whoever that was, thank you. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so, um, and so I'm here now. So, okay, here's the, another question. What is the difference now that you've been in CrossFit almost three months from CrossFit and Gold's Fit? You know, we do, I mean, tradition, we're, we are very much a CrossFit gym. Yeah, it's the uh, Olympic lifting, 100% is the difference. Power cleans, mm -hmm. deadlifts, back squats, even would you categorize deadlifts, back squats into that, just anything with a barbell? Right, anything with a barbell. Um, we did the same exercises, just either with a kettlebell or a dumbbell. Gotcha. So learning the barbell is a challenge at this time so and so do you like it i mean you're still here so mm -hmm. that's a good sign but how does that how has that um enhanced your fitness experience i think i like it um because i'm learning something new and i think it'll probably make me stronger in the long run um and i think you know just getting over that first mental aspect of lifting this gigantic bar over your head with these gigantic weights yeah on it once you're past that it, it's okay well i remember the i mean i remember the first day you came but then i remember we did snatches like the few days later it was mm -hmm. very i mean and i thought you moved very well i mean it was like you, the fact that you had never done it before um you know you you moved well let's just call it that mm -hmm. so do you feel like um as you've kind of transferred into we'll call it the new barbell techniques like mm -hmm. you're you you can see a difference in your body or in your athleticism and your workouts yeah i think i see a little difference i think i'm getting a little more toned or soreness maybe yeah. different soreness i would say more sore in yeah. different places um 
but yeah, I think it's definitely helping. If we could write a perfect workout for you that you would be like, man, that's my jam. What would it be? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Not wall walks. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) Not wall walks. You know, I kind of like the one that we did yesterday where it was, you know, 400 meter run and then burpee pull-ups. I think, you know, things that are like that, that are fast and kind of keep you engaged the whole time. Yeah. I think I really like those, even though they're, when you're doing it, they're awful. That's right. No, it's hard. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and, you know, I always tell people it's always relative to how fast you go. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It can be harder, you know, but it's, you know, each person's kind of having their own experience because Mm -hmm. depending on whatever fitness level you're at, Mm -hmm. but having the other people in the class kind of really gives you that push, you know, that, that sense of community that you get here is, is really good. I mean, you know, every person that I've met has been helpful, no matter yeah. who they are, um, from members to coaches to, you know, hey, if I have a question, they'll stop whatever they're doing and show me how to do it. It's awesome, man. So, so the final question I ask mm-hmm. everybody on the podcast, title of the podcast is Building Better People. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of our tagline, if you call it that. It's our purpose, really, the mission behind mm-hmm. what we do is as a staff, as an owner, the belief that every person that works out comes to this gym and, and exercises becoming a better version of themselves. Mm-hmm. How and I believe that not just at this gym, I believe that at, you know, Gold's Fit or Marathon Training mm-hmm. or Cycling. I mean, I just think working out makes a person a better version of themselves. Mm-hmm. So through all these years, how's that been true for you? How's it true to this day? Um you know, I think, you know, and I think I have a a version of that that we do at home that when we tell our kids we're trying to teach you to be a good human, kind of the same thing. And it it, kind of starts, you know, as a good foundation of, you know, you know, you know, with your faith, number one, and, you know, you know, trying to teach them, you know, about Christ and Jesus and learning about our Catholic faith um, and, you know, trying to every day do something better than you did yesterday um and trying to you know with at least our children show them you know like hey these are things that you need to learn on things that you should work on things you did good and things you didn't do so good at, but we're going to get better mm. um and i think it's the same thing with adults um having that strong foundation in faith you know trying to build upon that you know whether it's in work, whether it's at the gym, whether it's hanging out with friends, whatever it is, I think it all starts there. And then from there, once you put your faith in into religion, into, into God, I think mm-hmm. it, it kind of everything else just falls into place. Mm. Um, and it's something my parents put into me, and I'm trying to do the same to my kids, and try to do every day. And I think just like work like practicing law you're practicing every day just like you're practicing your faith every day when i come to the gym i'm practicing this every day too with all the same goal of trying to make myself better so i can help my kids grow up to be better it's like a building block right it's awesome man thanks adam yeah thank you once again thanks for listening if you live in bryan college station we would love for you to come to our gym and start with one of our programs. If you're interested in more information about our services or a free trial, visit us at boomfitbcs.com. That's boomfitbcs.com.